0: Thank you for listening to this message from Southridge Community Church, located in Clinton, New Jersey. We hope God speaks to you through this message today and that you find new ways to apply His Word to your life. Additional messages and more information can be found on SouthridgeCC.org. So let's get started.
1: Hey,
2: everybody, good morning. Welcome to Southridge. It is so great to see you this morning. We're so excited for today. We have a great service. Um, thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to celebrate baptisms. Uh, I just wanted to note, we do have some interesting things going on here with the the um, some of the systems here. We're not going to have the screens today, looks like. Um, the air conditioning's not working quite right, so we're going to keep the lights a little bit low. Uh, we got the um, doors open here. We got some fans coming in, but um, God's given us all we need. We're going to have a great day and we're going to have a great lunch and it's going to be a wonderful time to celebrate baptism. So, amen. Yeah. So, we're going to start with some singing. Um, let's all stand up and we'll sing. And um, you may or may not get the words up here, but we'll lead you through and um, let's praise God together.
3: That the highest king would welcome me I was lost, but he brought me in. oh his love for me, oh his love for me who the sign. Slaves to sin, Jesus died.
2: Singing with you. you, can be seated.
4: How is everybody? Uh, my name is uh, My name is Nathan Tuck, and we pastor here at Southridge. And as Mike uh, mentioned earlier, uh, just about every single system that we have is broken this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we are moving forward, so that's all good. Um, baptism services are such a thrill here at Southridge. And so it is such a delight to have you with us this morning. Some of my favorite verses when it comes to baptism are found in Titus chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. It says, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth, And renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. I love how those verses begin. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. As we watch folks get baptized this morning, we're not celebrating their goodness. We're certainly celebrating the fact that they're getting baptized, but their baptism is a picture and a celebration of the goodness and riches of God expressed to us in the person of Christ Jesus. One of the things we're blessed here at Southridge is we have many, many people from all different kinds of backgrounds. And so some of you may come from different traditions that baptize in different ways than what you're going to see this morning. Uh, We baptize those who have professed faith in Christ, and we baptize them by immersion, which means that we completely lower them momentarily under the water. And it's a beautiful picture of the fact that baptism is this metaphor and symbolizes our relationship with Christ. Scripture says that we are buried with Christ and we're raised to new life in Christ. And so just as Jesus was buried in the tomb, symbolizing the fact that our sins are buried with him and he was also raised to new life, we also are raised to new life in Christ. And so, every person that you see get baptized has already expressed their personal faith and trust in Christ as their personal Savior. And baptism is this beautiful picture of being washed clean by the forgiveness of Christ and being raised in Him in His resurrection. It's an incredibly beautiful picture of the kindness and grace of God toward us, expressed to us in Christ Jesus. We're going to be baptizing 10 people this morning. Uh, I'm going to be baptizing a few people to begin with. Then John Ciata, our pastor of student ministry, is going to be baptizing someone. Uh, Then we're going to take a break and we're going to stand and sing. And then after that, we're going to be baptizing another five people. And so that'll be the morning, and i uh, just really excited about these moments together. So the first couple that's going to come is Barry and Bess Hopful.
5: As a child, I remember feeling God's presence. I knew it was there, but didn't really understand it. It was kind of like hoping to see Santa Claus fly across the sky on Christmas Eve. I grew up going to Catholic school classes, which helped to understand a bit more. But once I started with Pee Wee football, football won over CCD. As a younger adult, I enjoyed going to church, but it was only during the major holidays that I could fit church into my schedule. I often felt like I fit in better with the wrong crowd, Never looking to do wrong, but I seemed to enjoy getting into a bit of trouble here and there. Drugs and alcohol became a welcome addition to my life, always seeming to fit perfectly into the empty space I had hidden deep inside. A bit of time went by with relationships not meant to be, and not so successfully figuring things out my own way. On the outside, I appeared to be doing well. Good job, happy, ambitious, And for the most part, I was. But I knew there was meant to be more. God then led me to my wife, Bess. We had been friends in high school, and now that she was back from college, we hit it off right away. God is good. We started to distance ourselves from some friends that were making less positive decisions. Unfortunately, two of my best friends passed away from some of those decisions. Drugs and drinking being the leading cause. I still wish I had stepped in to help more. Shortly after, Bess and I came to know Christ through some new friends and soon found Southridge. After our first visit, we knew it was a place we could call home. We enjoyed learning, praising, and started striving toward a deeper relationship with Christ. I felt like I could have everything I wanted, but still wanted life on my own terms, with God as a coach on the sidelines. I realized my drinking habits had become more than unmanageable and was desperately praying for help and change. I was wholeheartedly pleading for God's help. With his unmeasurable grace, he did. With my wife's help and Pastor Nathan connecting us to Pete and Cher Gatto, I was able to engage in my recovery and get back to the path God intended for me. Today, I no longer have that empty space deep down I always felt Looking back, I can see that I was being guided and protected the entire time. I realized that empty spot I was trying to fill was meant to be filled by God's grace and love for me. I'm looking forward to living with Christ in control and not on my own terms. I hope to help others find their path with Christ and also feel complete. I'm excited to take my next step in showing my dedication and appreciation for Christ.
4: Is there someone who would like to share a verse with barry as he's baptized if you could stand and we'll bring the mic to you
6: i have the privilege of also uh reading uh barry's uh scripture i'm so grateful to do that my name's pete barry i love you it's you are a, a blessed loved, beloved brother in my life and i'm so grateful to god for you the scripture that uh, god laid on my heart this morning was in ephesians 6 and it's the armor of god Brother, I pray that you put this armor on as I know you already do every morning and that this is an encouragement to you this morning. Ephesians 6:10 says, "Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes."
4: I Man, after we baptize folks, we just encourage you to celebrate, hoot, holler, and uh, just uh, celebrate the person who's baptized. Barry, have you embraced Jesus Christ as your Savior, and is it your desire to celebrate that through baptism? Yes. And I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. And next we have Barry's wife, Bess.
7: I grew up in a family that had a Catholic background. Well, let me make a correction here. My mom was Lutheran and my dad was Catholic. They, however, decided to raise my sister and I as Catholics so there wasn't a split religion. I was baptized as a baby and I went to CCD, which is catechism, every Saturday from the time I was five all the way until I was confirmed in eighth grade. Up until I was around the age of nine, We would go to church typically every Saturday night, but then it eventually became every other weekend as my parents divorced around that time and my mom became a single mom who had to unfortunately work more. When my parents divorced, it was for the best, but it was hard on my older sister and I because not a lot of families in our area or really in the early 90s had a broken home. I was in third grade at that time and around that same time I was molested by a classmate. I didn't say anything to my parents as I felt shame, confused, angry, sad, and even though I was only nine, I felt like I needed to be the man in the house for my mom and sister and be strong. However, things came to light when a guidance counselor came to my class and did a presentation that I spoke up. Eventually, classmates found out and bullied me, which made it a challenge for me, but at least this person was removed from our school and over time, kids forgot about it. I look back at the younger me and wished I had a relationship with God like I do now. Years later, my older sister had a severe eating disorder and was diagnosed as bipolar. She had to be hospitalized since she became so skinny and ill. Since my family had to focus on my sister, I was in the background, and as much as my mom tried to make sure I wasn't, it just happened. In high school, I had friends, I did a lot of activities, and was happy, but I was lost and not aware. Different stages of your life impact every decision you make. Sadly, I didn't have much self-worth and threw away my virginity at 16. The ripple effect that it had on me in college led me to just find quote-unquote love in all the wrong places, which stemmed from my absent father issues and I desperately was calling out for help. When I moved back to New Jersey in my later 20s, I eventually re-met my now-loving husband, Barry. Funny thing is that Barry and I were friends from 8th grade into our later years of high school, but lost touch when I moved to Rhode Island for college. I also had a huge crush on him through that time frame, but we never dated. God knew the desire of my heart, and we reconnected. We started dating and fell in love. At this time, we both started going back to Catholic Church because we spoke about how we wanted to start going again and enjoyed it. Two years after we were dating, we were at a leadership conference and got saved. That following year, Barry and I were engaged and we were looking for a different church to belong to as our hearts weren't in the Catholic religion. We walked through the doors of Southridge almost 10 years ago and knew this was our home. We became Christian believers and have a relationship with God, and we didn't view it as just a religion. We learned what a servant's heart is and how to give. The more we serve and give is when we feel God has a purpose for us. What amazes me about our Lord and Savior is that he doesn't make junk. My sins from my past were washed away once I became saved, and he made a better version of me. He forgave me when I, at the time, couldn't forgive myself. When the devil tries to creep into your mind where he sets up snare traps to make you feel bad about where you came from, that's when you scream, Not today, Satan! I love having a relationship with my God, and I stand on faith that he is my Savior, and this is why I'm getting baptized today, to show him that everything that has happened already and whatever is to come, that I will be ready for it with him by my side. My favorite verse, Ephesians 6.11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, which is what I'm doing today and every day. Praise Jesus.
4: Is there somebody who would like to share a verse with Bess as she's baptized, if you could stand?
8: Yes, it's me again. (laughs) (laughs) Bess, I am just so excited to walk with you on this journey, and you are just such a precious spirit, and you shine God's light wherever you are. And I have a scripture from Zephaniah. It says, the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves, He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Amen. I love you. I love you.
4: (laughs) Beth, have you embraced Jesus as your Savior and you desire to demonstrate this through baptism? Yes. And I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The next person to be baptized is Madison Ingram.
9: Despite being raised in a religious household, a desire for a more personal relationship with Jesus Christ has been something that I learned to seek on my own. I grew up going to Southridge. I attended preschool at Crossroads and I've gone to many vacation Bible school weeks and other events like X Factor. All throughout my life, I've been taught that even if you say that you believe in God, that doesn't give you a relationship with him. It's something you have to work towards. I encountered this firsthand during COVID. Even though I've always called myself a Christian, during seventh grade, when the pandemic first affected me, I lost sight of my faith. When we stopped going to in-person church services, it was hard to maintain my relationship with Christ. Because of this, my faith wavered, and I entered high school in all of its stresses without Christ to help me. After going through a long period without my faith to guide me, I began to find my way when I joined the online church services. After joining these services, I started to try and reconnect in my relationship with Christ. Through this journey to rediscover my faith, I was supported by my mom, my church friends, and more recently, my boyfriend and his family. I started reading the Bible and journaling about the scripture. Rather than just reading it, I tried to look for the deeper meaning— Recently, I started attending in-person church services when I didn't have volleyball practices and tournaments, and being around everyone here is like having a giant family and being able to participate in the services by singing along and just being in the moment has really helped me in my journey to find a stronger relationship with Christ. I soon started to ask God to help me through the times when I struggled, and I realized that I had to trust in Him and His plan. Because of my increased motivation and desire for a strengthened faith, I've become more self-aware of my actions. I also am more conscious of how I spend my time and how time spent wisely can be very beneficial. Instead of scrolling through TikTok when I'm bored, I've started to read the Bible more and try to learn God's Word. I've also learned to be more kind and more conscious of my actions and how they affect people. As I continue to develop my relationship with Christ, I plan to become more involved in our church. I've already started working towards serving with SRK and I hope to participate in upcoming Bible retreats and take on a leadership role during future VBS weeks. Volunteering at Vacation Bible School is especially important to me as it helped me understand and strengthen my faith when I was young. It was at Vacation Bible School where I prayed with one of my leaders and asked Christ to be my personal Savior. I hope to be the same type of role model for future kids as that person was for me. Furthering my relationship with Christ has had such a positive impact on my life. Now I can see God and His presence in everything. I can feel His love in my personal relationships with my loved ones. I'm going to continue to study Scripture, learn more about the Word of Christ, and strengthen my relationship with others through my faith. I know that my relationship with God is going to be something that helps me through the rest of my life, and I'm excited to continue expanding my faith.
4: Is there someone who would like to share a verse with Madison as she's baptized if you could stand?
10: No one
4: Madison, have you embraced Jesus as your Savior? And is it your desire to demonstrate this through baptism?
3: Yes.
4: And I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The next person is Lydia Lampert.
0: I grew up in the small town of Hope, New Jersey. My house was situated directly between the Episcopal Church and the Methodist Church, like spiritual bookends. Despite attending vacation Bible school and the few times I went to church with my mom, I had very little education on faith, the Bible, or Jesus. I yearned for information, but my father was an atheist and wanted nothing to do with what he called organized religion. My maternal grandmother, on the other hand, always spoke of God but reminded me that I was not baptized every time we were together and had me fearful that I was going to hell, leaving me with the image of a punishing God. As a young adult, I rebelled against my parents and against God. I thought I was invincible and in answered to no one. I hurt people who loved me and had very little remorse. I was angry at my father for controlling me and at my mother for failing to protect me. I experienced multiple traumas including more than one sexual assault, and accepted these as something I deserved. At the age of 23, I endured the loss of my firstborn son after carrying him for eight and a half months. The emotional pain was unbearable, and instead of allowing myself to feel it, I became angry and enraged with God. I envisioned him sitting upon his throne mocking me like I was some form of primetime entertainment for the eternal world. There were times I felt I could not endure one more ounce of pain or disappointment, one more assault or injury to my heart, but then something else would happen and reaffirm that God was punishing me and I was not worthy of his love and grace. Everything changed for me on March 7th, 2021. That afternoon, after having too much to drink over brunch, I got behind the wheel of my car. I only have a vague recollection of driving home in intermittent flashbacks of wanting to die and end my pain. Jesus literally took the wheel and kept my car, which was traveling at 98 miles per hour from careening off the road into the Delaware River. The next morning, I woke and prayed harder than I had ever had for God to help me, to heal me, and to show me that with him by my side, I would never feel like I wanted to escape life again. And God answered, That was over two years ago, and my love for him has only grown. After accepting God's mercy and grace for my sin, I've realized that all of the ups and downs, pain and losses, were part of God's plan, not a punishment. He saved me because he loves me and sacrificed his only son for me. Jesus Christ is now my personal Savior. My family teases me now and refers to me as Mom BC and Mom AC, I am calmer and happy most of the time. I do not worry like I did previously, and I no longer make myself a victim. I trust that God is there for me, that he listens, but that he also has a much bigger plan for me. As I am baptized today, before this congregation, my heart is rejoicing in his love. My body is ready to serve him and share this wonderful opportunity with others who felt as I once did. Life is truly beginning for me today.
4: And who is going to be sharing a verse with Lydia as she's baptized. Be, have you accepted Jesus as your Savior and as you desire to demonstrate this through baptism? Yes. And I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, next, John Seattle our pastor of student ministry, is going to be coming. And he's going to be baptizing Landon Smith as his story is read.
3: When I was younger, I felt that sometimes life can be hard and realized that I needed Jesus in my life to help me get through the hard times. When I was in first grade at Crossroads Christian Academy, our teacher told us about the gift of salvation and asked us if we wanted to accept Jesus into our hearts. That was the day that I made my decision to ask God to forgive me of my sins and choose to follow Jesus. I'm gonna baptized today to show the world that I am not ashamed to be a follower of Jesus.
11: Amen.
12: I'm actually privileged today to uh, share a verse with you Landon uh, on your behalf and uh, today I want to share a verse with you that actually really encouraged me when I was your age and that is uh, 1 Corinthians 9 24 through 27 which says this, do you not run that in a race all runners run but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will, last, that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Landon, I want to encourage you. You have a long and exciting journey ahead of you. But you are created in the image of God with a purpose and a mission to impact others. And so I want to encourage you to strive for that, fight for that. Seek to glorify God in everything that you do. All right? Are you ready to be baptized? Yes. Great. All right. Do you believe in the Lord as your Savior? And do you want to be baptized as a demonstration of that today? Yes. All right. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We truly have much to celebrate and uh, much more to celebrate as the service continues. Would you guys just stand with us and join us in worshiping our Lord and Savior?
13: I get the privilege of baptizing the next three people. So first in the tub, we have Mark and Grace Hoffa, and we'll hear Mark's faith story.
1: My journey with Christ is indeed a journey. For me, there was never one defining moment of accepting Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. He claimed to me before I was born. God blessed me with a loving Christian family, and I grew up spending life at church and attending Christian school from kindergarten through high school. I was surrounded by prayer warriors and a brother-in-law who was a pastor. I was born a child of God, bought, paid for with Christ's blood. I always knew that, and I've never doubted that fact. When I graduated high school and went to college, I became involved with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship and Fellowship of Christian Athletes on campus. One day, a friend asked me to have lunch, and it was during that lunch that she looked at me and asked if I was saved. While caught off guard a little, my answer was sincere and concrete. Without a doubt, I'm saved. That single question raised other questions in me, though. I knew God had called me, but was I just an observer or was I an active participant? I was surrounded by prayer warriors, but was I a prayer warrior? These questions became stepping stones on the journey of pursuing active growth and deeper faith in Christ. Through my next season in life, God brought challenges and trials, but the seed that had been planted of having an active relationship with God grew. It was Christ growing in me, even during times when I was struggling with growing in Christ. Struggles and challenges brought miracles. Miracles brought deeper prayer and reflection. Deeper prayer brought bigger miracles with God speaking directly in my life. God knew when I was ready to experience His grace, His undeserved and unearned and freely given mercy. So He brought her into my life. United together in Christ, my wife Grace is truly the epitome of God's grace in my life. Undeserved, unearned, and freely given. While God has blessed us as we walk together with a beautiful family, a multitude of friends, and so many daily blessings, we feel God's call to extend his love through his spirit while we continue the journey to grow and walk united in Christ.
13: So is there someone who has a verse to share with Mark? Mark has a verse to share with Mark. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> That'd be the perfect trifecta, though. (laughs) So Mark, my question for you is have you embraced Jesus as your Savior and do you desire to express that through baptism? Yes. That I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And next we have Grace Hoffa and we'll hear her faith story.
8: I was born and raised in the Philippines, which is predominantly a Catholic country. My mother was a devout Catholic and sent me and my siblings to study in a Catholic school run by the nuns. I had a lot of questions about religion. If God is our Father, why are we praying to Him like we're robots? They would tell me I was lazy and lacking in faith because I refused to spend an hour kneeling and praying the rosary. The more questions I have about the religion, the more they tell me that I was lazy. I was just told to follow what the church said. I can't do that. So I rebelled. I stopped going to church. In my heart, I know I love God. And by loving others, I show my love for Him too. To me, that was good enough. Then one day, I just felt the need to go to church on my own. Nobody told me to go, I I just went alone. As soon as I entered the church, I felt an overwhelming presence that I was being welcomed back. I started to cry, and I just couldn't stop. I felt like a runaway child who has been forgiven and welcomed back by my father. In a way, that was what happened. I had a different perspective after that. Everything I saw was God's gift to me. I found everything I have, and what happens to me was a blessing from Him. Even in trying times, I still found something to be thankful for. When I was in the Philippines, my career was going nowhere and my love life was zero. I kept praying to God to give me another chance and I promised to do better. My move to the States in 2005 was not smooth sailing at first, but despite the hardship, I was thankful for being given another chance to turn my life around. I met my husband Mark in 2008. When I saw him reading devotions with his son, who was eight years old at that time, I told myself, I hope he will become the father of my children. To see somebody who is comfortable at sharing his faith and belief in God with his child is admirable. I have found a man who not only loves God, but loves me as well. I was 40 when we got married in 2010. I tell everyone that Mark was worth the wait. My long-awaited blessing from God, He was the one who led me back to church. We worshipped and prayed together and tried to live our lives the way that God wanted us to. I'm still not comfortable at speaking openly about my relationship with God to others, but I'm working on it. Going to Southridge has been a big help to me in finding my way back to God. Joining different groups has made me feel welcome. Here I feel I am part of a big family, God's family. I was baptized before when I was a baby. I'm thankful for that because I knew that I was welcome to the Christian world then. My parents loved me so much that they wanted me to be part of something that was important to them, which is their faith. This time, I will be baptized again. This is a choice that I made because now I would like to Let the world know that I have accepted him as my Lord and Savior, and I will continue to serve and praise him with all my heart. He has blessed me beyond measure. I hope that I will be a blessing to others too.
13: So, Grace, have you embraced Jesus as your Savior, and is it your desire to express that through baptism? that I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And next, Jude Anastak will be baptized.
14: I was raised Catholic. What I remember is first grade. We made our first communion and memorized everything in our catechism book. I recall that reader such questions and answers as, who made me? God made me. Why did God make me? He made me in his image and likeness. Catechism was all wrote, learned, and certainly never questioned. Looking back, I would say the household I grew up in was not faith-based, rather fear-based. My father was abusive, and I'll leave it at that. From parochial grammar school, it was on to an all-girls Catholic high school. My faith, or lack of it, was on shaky ground, and in my junior year at age 16, faith and belief in God was abandoned. A few years after college, an employment opportunity landed me in Norwich, New York, living a life of good times rock and roll, living life on my terms unknown to me was God's ever-present love in the form of provenient grace. He put people in my path who would be lifelong friends, but only one would be key to my salvation. Her name was Shirley. A chance encounter, a God wink, introduced us. We became friends, co-workers, and roommates. I lived in Norwich for 10 years until a back issue disabled me. No job, dependent on social welfare, the local food pantry, and the loving care of my friends. It was time to leave town. I finally took Shirley up on her suggestion to relocate to New Jersey. It was 1987. Still not knowing God's pervenient grace surrounded me, his plan put more folks in my life that would lead to change. When house hunting, someone suggested to check out Beaverbrook. So I did. I walked into the townhouse Took one look, yep, this was to be my home. That was February, 1996. Remember that friend Shirley, whose wonderful persistence got me to New Jersey? Well, this time, she asked if I'd like to go on a blind date. One of her former clients, Rich, lives close by, and she figures we would get along. After a couple of months of dating, Rich says, would you like to go to church? Church? Now, I couldn't have been more shocked church had never come up in our conversations, didn't even know he attended. So of course I said yes. Okay, so now I'm in church for the first time in 30 plus years. Cool, I'm thinking. This church, Clinton United Methodist, is awesome, friendly, definitely different. A new friend I made at church, Jean, extends an invitation to join a Bible study now, if someone says to you, Discipleship One, that means Beginner Class 101, right? Starter Bible Class. Wrong. That first day of class finds me in a room full of Bible-thumping believers. What was I thinking? Class dragged on and on that first night. However, the other side of my nature is not to quit. So you guessed it. I returned the following week and the weeks that followed discipleship class soon became an evening I didn't want to miss. The associate pastor and her husband are teaching this particular class. It was December of 2001. A comment changed the trajectory of my life forever. I heard for the first time that Christ died for our sins. It was the weight of the world he carried on the cross. Time stood still for me. I was dumbstruck by the immensity of it all. Christ died for me, for me. It was like the first time I'd ever heard those words. After that class, I commented to the pastoral team about learning the impact of Christ dying for me. Yes, Jesus died for me. Attending church now became ever so important with all my blessings, how could I not give just one day back to God? And God was continuing to work on me. The power of the Holy Spirit was working again. Late in 2002, I surrendered my life to someone who knows exactly what is best and has only my best interest at heart, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. All good until 2009. I felt I was being led to go for my master's in divinity. One semester in, and the foundation of my faith was once again rocked. I was on shaky ground. However, that summer, while attending the music festival called Creation, Lou Giglio was a speaker. Yep, God had me in the right place at the right time to hear, listen, and grow. I realized that faith had to be my own, not anyone else's. My own, and to own it. And now my face was planted on solid ground, the rock and not the sand. The pandemic, isolation, and doing only Zoom church led me to the open doors of Southridge. Stepped in for service in December 2020 and haven't looked back. Each day I ask forgiveness for my humanness and know his mercies are renewed daily. I praise him for my salvation and for his never-ending love. My one desire is at the end of my life, I hear Jesus say, welcome home, my dear and faithful servant.
13: Is there someone who has a Bible verse to share with Jude? Thanks, Janice. Jude, have you embraced Jesus as your Savior? Yes. And is it your desire to express that through baptism? Yes. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jude. There's- In just a moment, we're going to have Pete Gatto from Our hub come and baptize uh, two people. But we actually accidentally skipped Sherry getting to share a Bible verse with Grace. So I want to give her a chance to do that. And Grace is here to hear you, Sherry. Now, Pete Gatto is going to come, and Pete Gatto from Our Hub is going to come and baptize two. Uh, first, starting with Scotty S.
6: Living in addiction was like living in hell with the devil. The despair I felt, the suicide attempt, the cursing God, the lying, manipulation, and putting on a false front to police people was a constant thing, eating me alive like cancer. After completing my last program, an injury made me return to the bottle. I drank again, and it was worse than before. I was lonely, miserable, and hated life. On January 1, 2023, I heard a voice. I think it was God telling me to get back to New Jersey and get help. Within three days, I got rid of my job, my apartment, everything, and took a bus 1,200 miles from Oklahoma to New Jersey to get back to treatment, I ran into Peter Gatto at a meeting in Clinton. He invited me to our hub, and it was there I found God. Our hub has helped me, along with Southridge, to give myself and my addiction to the Lord. I'm overwhelmed with God's goodness. I have a new family at our hub and am growing in my faith at Southridge. The love they have shown is nothing I could ever repay. I also have become best friends with my daughter again. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. It's, uh, I, I believe someone has a scripture for Scotty, Angela. Huh.
2: Thank you.
15: So, let me part of my family. so, this is from Isaiah 43 2. And I just want you to always remember. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. God blesses you. I'm so glad that I love your life. Thank
6: you. Amen. Amen. Scott, have you decided to follow Jesus with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength? (laughs) Hallelujah. Is it your desire to make him the Lord of your life? Again,
2: hallelujah. Yep. All right,
6: here we go. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Since the age of 16, I've struggled with drug and alcohol addiction. The devil had me in his grasp. I was on a downward spiral, lying, cheating, and stealing my way through life. I was untrustworthy, selfish, and rapidly destroying my life. I was homeless, helpless, and spiritually bankrupt. I felt ashamed of the person I had become. I had a seizure one day and ended up in a coma for 21 days. Through all my trials and tribulations, for all the times I should have died, something was carrying me through. As much as I wanted to give up, something inside me would not let me. I believe it was God. So I prayed. I prayed for God to remove this addiction from me. I began to read the Bible and pray every day. I try to walk as God would want me to walk, to do His will. Since I came to Jesus, my life has gotten extremely better. I feel like a true miracle. I have not touched a drink or drug since January 5th, 2023. I no longer have an urge to use. It's like God has lifted that from me. I am joyful today. God's grace has truly changed my life. It's all because he carried me through the darkness into the light. Amen. I believe we have someone here who's going to read a scripture for Frank
10: he said to me prophesy these bones and say to them oh dry bones hear the word of the Lord thus says the Lord God to these bones surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live I will put sinews on you As I looked, the sinews of the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in that. Also, he said, we prophesied."
6: Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Absolutely. Is it your desire to follow him with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength? It is. Amen. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
2: I'm going to invite you all to stand up, and we are going to sing one more song here, Death Was Arrested. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope, no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in When death was arrested, my life began Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains My orphan heart was given Feet rose to dance when death was arrested by life. Oh your grace, oh your grace so free washes over. rejoiced as though heaven had lost but then
3: your
4: seated for just a minute and we'll go over a couple things and then we'll release you to lunch just a few things a couple reminders uh if you are new with us this morning uh, we typically have services at 9 and ten we'll be back to that schedule next week we'd love to say hello to you at back by the welcome center stop back there say hello to us we'd love to just have a quick greeting if you are online uh, you can click the new here button we'd love to connect with you that way just a couple other things as well. Uh, we're going to be moving into the summer season, so our rhythms will be a little bit different than they often are. Uh, however, there's still plenty of things to participate in events to be part of, ways to serve as well. Uh, Our kids and student activities throughout the summer, we have retreats, gatherings for students, make sure your students are part of that. Uh, A number of our adult groups continue to meet as well, some of them on Sunday morning. Our Let's Talk Marriage group that meets once a month, they have their last meeting in June, so you're invited to be connected to that as well this summer, and again, many of our groups will continue on through June and July. Uh, If you would also, to stay connected on a regular basis, uh, download our church app that will let you know the opportunities that are upcoming. You can also click on our uh, our website that we'll be in touch with an email that comes out weekly connecting you with different opportunities here at Southridge. Uh, Just keep that in mind, and we'd love to stay engaged with you throughout the summer months, even when things are adjusted and our schedules change just a bit. Uh, Also, thank you so much for your financial giving to Southridge. Uh, Again, I'm just so incredibly blessed by the service this morning. Uh, Our goal is to help people to experience belonging, have a family where they can belong, embrace God's grace, and extend God's love. That's what makes us tick. That's our passion. And so your financial contributions, your' first to worship God, but secondly, also to help us uh, fulfill our vision is deeply meaningful to us. So thank you for that. There's offering boxes on the back as well as you can give online. Let me just read a verse from Ephesians chapter two, verses four and five. It says this: "But because of His." Great love for us. God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. It's been our theme for this morning. The riches of God's grace toward us. The riches of his mercy. It's because of his great love That makes us alive in Christ. It is by grace you have been saved. Every person that you saw baptized has been changed by God's grace. And our prayer for all of us in this room, those online this morning, is that you would personally receive God's grace to us expressed in Christ Jesus. You've never done that. It's nothing religious that you need to do. What you simply do is cry out to God and say, God, thank you for extending your grace to me in the person of Jesus who took on himself my sin, my evil, my darkness on a cross, was raised to life so that I could be united with him and have new life in him, and be joined to the Father in heaven. That's what it's all about, friends. That's our mission here. So it makes us tick. It's what makes us excited. And so our prayer is that you would know God's personal kindness to you expressed in Christ Jesus. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to be serving lunch in our activity center. You go out the foyer doors, go down the walk to your left. We'd love to have you join us for lunch. Please do that. Let me pray, and then we'll be dismissed. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the richness of your grace. Thank you that your mercy and love is extended to us in Christ Jesus. God, I thank you for Every story that was shared, I thank you for the richness of grace in each person's life. God, I thank you for those that you brought into people's paths to show them, to point them toward your love and grace. May we make ourselves available to you to point others toward the richness of your grace. May we ourselves embrace and experience life in Christ. Not in ourselves, but in Christ. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for new life. Thank you for the opportunity to gather here as your followers devoted to extending your kindness and grace in this world. Thank you for the lunch that we're about to enjoy. Thank you for your kindness and generosity toward us in abundantly providing food. We ask these things In the name of Jesus, our Savior, and everyone who agreed said, amen. Amen, Amen, everybody. God bless. Have a wonderful day and enjoy lunch.